You are now listening to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is LaToya, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Be sure to invite some friends, share out this podcast link, and subscribe to our weekly episodes. All right, so today we're going to talk about unbelief and how to make sure unbelief is not hindering your prayer life. So in the heart of God, God wants us to have faith. He wants us to believe in him. And if we're not careful, unbelief can settle in into our hearts and truly hinder our prayer lives and what God wants to do in this season and in this hour. So today is going to be a great episode as we jump right in so you can make sure that your prayers are not hindered, that your faith is pleasing unto God, and that you are properly aligned in his perfect will. All right, I'm going to also be reading some of the inserts out of my book, Before the Promise, which is so good. There's an entire chapter, chapter four, on the deadliness of unbelief because God has dealt with me so many times in prayer about unbelief and what unbelief does. And so we're gonna start with Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. It says, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And this passage is talking about Jesus when he was performing miracles and doing all these wonderful things. But it makes mention, Matthew makes mention that he did not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. And unbelief truly can paralyze and cripple the move of God in your life. Because when we come to God and we believe God and we're expecting God to do great and mighty things, he moves on our behalf. And many times he moves according to our faith. And we see this in the Bible, so many different places where God says, because of your faith, you've been made whole. And the Lord tells us over and over again, that if we have faith, we can speak to mountains and they must be moved. And so this is why when we go to the Lord in prayer, we have to make sure that unbelief is not in our heart and unbelief can develop over time. Maybe you were believing God for something and you were disappointed. Maybe unbelief came in because you prayed and God didn't move how you thought he would. And we talked about this a lot last week on how to trust God again. So hopefully you caught that episode. But today I want to just bring to your attention that God is not a man that he will lie. And so everything that God has spoken, it has to come to pass. And all you have to do is really believe what God has spoken. You really have to believe his word. What if this is the season where God answers that prayer that you've been praying for for so long? Will you have faith to believe what God has spoken? And so many times in our lives, we're praying, we're believing God, but somewhere in our hearts, there's this little small form of unbelief. I want to read to you a passage from Before the Promise on page 59, because I love this story about Zacharias and I talk about it in the book Before the Promise. All right. So it says the story of Zacharias is one of the biggest lessons of unbelief for the believer. The priest Zacharias had a relationship with the Lord, but he harbored unbelief. In his devoted priestly activities, he missed the key element to pleasing God, faith. 
I can only imagine the life of inner despair Zacharias truly lived. He continued serving God with dead faith, like being in a relationship without love, passion, or excitement. His life represents so many believers today that attend church every Sunday and even serve in ministry. You can be faithful in serving and have no faith in your heart. And that's where religion steps in. Elizabeth was barren, which deprived Zacharias the ultimate honor of bearing a child, specifically a son. Maybe Zacharias believed God in other areas, but he had lost all hope for having a son. And so in this story, the Lord visits Zacharias through an angel named Gabriel. And God begins to tell Zacharias, your wife is going to bear you a child. And Zacharias in that moment, even though they had prayed for a child, there was so much hopelessness because he prayed and prayed and prayed and he did not see a result. And so at this moment, Elizabeth, her womb was barren, but God sends his angel to speak a word to tell him that Elizabeth was surely going to have a son. And so you have to read the passage. It's a beautiful story. And of course, he does have a son and his son ends up being John the Baptist who prepares the way of the Lord. But in the meantime, there's a point where um, Zacharias becomes muted because he did not believe God. And somewhere in his heart, there was so much unbelief in what God would do with his wife, Elizabeth, because she was barren and she was older in age. And so we have to make sure that the things that we are praying and believing God for when he does it, when he speaks a word that we are not caught with unbelief in our hearts and Hebrews chapter three, verse 12 warns us. And it tells us, beware, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. And so to me, evil is such a strong word, but that's how serious God is about unbelief because the children of Israel, they missed the rest of God. They missed the promises of God because they had unbelief in their hearts. And we see that in Hebrews chapter three, verse 19, it says, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now talk about tragic. How would that be if you do not enter into the promises of God because of unbelief? And what I love about God is when God requires us to have faith in him, to trust in him, he has a whole resume of things that he's done for us in our past. And so with the children of Israel, God had already parted the Red Sea. He did so many miracles to bring them out of Egypt. And I want you to pause here and think about your own life, the miracles that God has done, the ways that he's made, the roles that he's paid for you and the things that he's brought you out of. And I want you to be encouraged to know that God did not leave you. He did not bring you this far to leave you. And everything that God starts, he finishes. He's not like us where he may start something we may start something and we forget about it. God always finishes what he starts. And the Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so there's some things that God wants us to enter into this season. And we have to make sure that unbelief is not hindering us from what God wants to do. And so truly you have to ask the Lord 
by his spirit to search your heart and to reveal to you if you are harboring any forms of unbelief and unbelief can come in through so many different ways but i want to bring your attention to it because sometimes we carry unbelief and we don't even realize that there's doubt we don't realize that we've lost hope we don't realize that there's some area of despair where we're no longer believing we're no longer expecting we're just kind of on autopilot taking it day by day but not truly believing god and hungering after the word of God and the things that God has spoken. But the Bible tells us, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. And it also tells us that if we ask and we seek that the Lord, he will hear and he will respond to us. And that's in Matthew chapter seven. And so we have to make sure that in our hearts, we're continuing to believe God. We're not becoming weary. We're not becoming trodden, but we have faith and hope knowing that God is able to perform every single thing that he's spoken. All right. So here's some things that you can do to hold on to the promises of God. You have to be in remembrance of what God has spoken, even if that means writing it down, going back to uh, just prophetic words that you may have received dreams, visions, bring those things into your remembrance. I personally like to keep a journal, a prayer journal, and I will go back and look at some prophetic words that I've received and also some things that God has spoken to my heart. Sometimes I'll go back and read dreams and things that I've had many, many years ago and stand on those words, stand on what God has shown me and continuing to believe God, continuing to have faith that God spoke it. So it is going to come to pass. And I'm in full agreement with the promises of God whether I see them or not, because that is the key element of faith. Faith is, of course, when you don't see it. So we have faith in things because we don't see them. But if you see it, then you don't really need to have faith because it's already seen. It's already been manifested. But true faith is before you actually see that thing come to pass. So we have to understand that God's word is enough and we cannot lose heart. We have to have faith knowing that God will bring everything that he's spoken to pass. So I believe that we're in a beautiful season. We're in a beautiful time. God is doing some amazing things. And so we just have to govern our hearts in prayer because if we do not have faith, then in James, it tells us that our prayers are being tossed. And so when our prayers are lacking faith, they are very much ineffective. So you can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, but God knows exactly what is in your heart. God knows exactly if you believe him or if you do not. All right. And so we have to just make sure that we're staying on that post in prayer. And I want to challenge you with this um, passage also on page 54 says, what is holding you back from entering into the promises of God, the specific promises God has spoken to your heart? Are you putting trust in your deceitful heart that justifies you through good works and in service? Are you honest enough to ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart for unbelief? Sometimes you will not be able to point out areas of unbelief. 
unbelief can camouflage itself in your day-to-day routine and in your thoughts. Even how you view yourself can be traced to unbelief. God says that you are more than a conqueror. Unbelief says, no, you're not. What have you conquered? You fail at everything you do. If you operate under beliefs that contradict the word of God, that is a sign that somewhere unbelief has made a resting place in your heart. Isaiah 53 verse one says, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? You have to stop and ask yourself, what report do I believe? Am I listening to my own understanding and what makes sense to me? Or am I believing what God has spoken? Let me ask you, has the arm of the Lord been revealed to you? Has he made his word real to you? Do you have a revelation of who God is? Jesus revealed himself to the scribes and Pharisees. They saw him heal the sick, raise the dead and do countless miracles. However, unbelief stood as a shield over their hearts, blocking the revelation of Jesus being the son of God. And so we have to make sure that above all, we take on the shield of faith and we stand and we fight back in prayer and that wherever we have become weary, that we allow God to strengthen our hearts as we wait on him, that we will be of good courage. Amen. And so, of course, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so we have to understand that as we wait on the Lord, God will strengthen us. He will cause us to rise up. He will cause us to go forward and we will not be hindered in the new thing that God is doing. And so even when you have the smallest mustard seed of faith, you will see your prayers being even more effective as you pray, as you seek the Lord. And so if you know that you're lacking in areas of faith, pause, take some time to get to the root of the matter and find out where your faith left and ask God to renew your faith. There was a father in the Bible and I don't have the passage in front of me right now, but he was praying and he said, Lord, help my unbelief. And so if you have to stop and begin to pray that prayer, pray that prayer instead of going forward in prayer, knowing that you do not have faith. It's okay to admit God, somewhere in my heart, there's doubt somewhere in my heart, there's unbelief. And I need you to help my unbelief. And as you release that to the Lord, God will renew your strength and he will renew your faith so that you can continue to trust in him. So enter into the promises of God. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. I was reminded even on Sunday, March 8th and 3-8, that three represents the Trinity Father, Son, and Spirit, and eight represents new beginnings. And so as we spring forward, there are some new beginnings and things that God has for us to walk into as we yield to him, as we yield to his power, his strength, his might, because it's not by our power. It's not by our might. It's not by our strength, but it's by his spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So we yield to him. We surrender to his will and we desire to please God with our faith. So I hope that this message encourages you. I encourage you. I I challenge you to read the story of Zacharias and let the Lord just truly minister to your heart with that entire passage. It's a beautiful passage. And so be encouraged where you are. Allow your heart to be shielded 
from unbelief so that you can have the faith of a child and believe God to do the impossible because with God, all things are possible. So thanks again for tuning in. I want to say a quick word of prayer. God, I pray for each and every person that is listening. I pray God for the gift of faith to be stirred up on the inside of them. Father, we thank you just for your goodness and your grace and who you are, God, that you are not a man that you should lie. And even when we are faithless, you remain faithful because you cannot deny yourself. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us this opportunity to please you because of faith. And I thank you, God, that you have never failed, that you have never lost a battle, that you reign supreme in all your splendor and all your majesty and all your power. And God, I pray that in this season, in this hour, you would bring to our attention any areas of unbelief so that we will not be hindered in what you want to do. And I thank you for your power. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your strength. God, that we apply our faith. We're believing you to save our family members. God, we're believing you that the lost will come to Christ. We're believing you, Father, for healing. We're believing you, God, for miracles. We're believing you, God, for financial breakthroughs. We're believing you, God, just for greater depths, greater heights in the things of the spirit, greater knowledge and understanding of who you are. God, you can do all things. And so we look to you. We thank you, oh God, that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We love you. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are magnificent in all your ways. Thank you for the promises of God that we can have this blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Thank you for that blessed assurance. Oh God, that we can enter into your promises in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen. If you have any prayer requests, you can send them to prayer is breathing at gmail.com. Also be sure to follow us on Instagram at prayer is breathing. You can purchase the before the promise book and the subtitle is believing God for what you have yet to see on Amazon. And that is by myself, Latoya Bryant. It's a very powerful and encouraging book. Um, that's just filled with some great tips. If you're believing God and waiting on the promises of the Lord. And also if you need any Christian apparel, you can check out awakechristianclothing.com. You can also follow us on the gram at Awake Christian Clothing. God bless you. God keep you. If this encouraged your heart, be sure to uh, send it out to someone as well. And we'll see you back here next week. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless.